This is Brother Julius Adeomi again, and I'm going through this my book called The Rapturing Faith. And this will be the last uh, of the series. It's about 12 chapters, so more, like, more or less talk around some of the topics. I will recommend that you get the book so that you can get more detail and more of the Bible verses that we point to the fact that we need all these principles of faith to be in, uh, inherent in us so that we can get ourselves rapturable. Rapturable, rapturable. Because it's a form of anointing. You have people assume that we're just going to disappear. We have to be we have to be built up by the Holy Ghost. We have to be built up by the Holy Ghost. And then let me give another story of a remember when Elijah the prophet was about to go away. I wrote I wrote in some of these sermons that Elijah the prophet was already conversant with uh, mysterious and uh, the fire of God, strange events. He was familiar with it. When he was going with Elisha, after they crossed the river Jordan, and the chariot of fire was about to, was going to appear, he could have seen that chariot at a distance in a vision. And they were moving closer. But the chariot was more or less in, invisible to at least Elisha until the right time when the chariot manifested to the visibility. That's what I want to point out to you. That is, this is what normally happens. If you be like a, a point of light, when they are, we are coming from the, the distance, scientifically, we cannot figure it out. It's like a point of light that is coming and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, like something coming from a distance. Look at the stars. They are, look like point of light. Also. But when, you, when they move closer, you begin to see that it's not just a point, it's a big ball. Not a big ball, it becomes a big circle of a, a fire. The sun that we are seeing uh, looks like about uh, what? About three, three, three centimeters or to, what, what? about one, one meter wide. That from the, that if you look at the radius of the sun from a distance, look at one meter wide. But if it comes closer and closer, it gets bigger and bigger. And also, the same with when the light is coming, even if it's a chariot coming from the invisible world to be like a point of light that first appears and then it's getting brighter and brighter and brighter and getting bigger. That is how it manifests and suddenly it manifests with the visibility. Elisha the prophet in 2 Kings chapter 2 fled of around back this way when he saw the chariot suddenly manifested. But Elijah did him because he could have been seeing it from a distance. God opened his eyes to see that it's coming closer, closer, closer so that he was not running in a panic. And the angel just took him and, and go away. And I, I, have an, I had an experience in, when I was younger that I didn't know what it was until I became a believer and searched the Bible and found that those are things that, that come signs and mysterious signs that will begin to happen even at the end of the world. And people now call it many things. They call it UFO. Let me tell you this my testimony. I have it documented here in part of my sermons. This sermon was... Uh, preached in 1995 in our prayer meeting 1995 is when I, when I give this testimony but that was not when it happened when it happened I was about 10 between 8 and 10 year old 
So I was not a little baby, I was not dreaming. Between 8 and 10 years old, and I have somebody that was with me. My big brother was three years older than me. He's still alive. He, me, and, me and my big brother, we were told by our mom, in those days that should be in the 50s, 1950s. So that should be somewhere close to 1960, really, 1960s, because we were in elementary school. And later in the evening, all our, my mom, because we live in a town, not in a big city, there are no fences around about most of the houses. And the, all the livestock, chicken, goats, and all the small type of things, they, are, they roam around freely in the neighborhood. And my mom has a lot of those. During this time I'm talking about, my, some of, one of the chicken or fowl of my mom has little chicks that are following their mom. And they will go about in the, in the yard in the yards and peck and eat but when it comes to the evening time maybe about 7 pm it's getting dark the mama and we bring all the sheep to the side of our house they recognize where their owner is really but they and we always have a cage a cage for them where we will put them in the cage but they will release them in the morning they go about doing their own food we give them food and then they go about enjoying themselves all over the neighborhood but in the evening they come back and gather themselves around that cage but they cannot go into the cage themselves most of the time so we will go outside around late in the evening and take them the mama and their babies in the cage why because to, pre to protect them from the predators the predator could be a dog in the night that could want to kill all those all of those baby and hit them or any other thing even snake will be found that could want to swallow some of those baby chicks so what we do is to pick them up and put them in their cage and close the cage so that nothing could get into that cage. We do that every night. But this particular night that I'm giving a testimony about, and I remember clearly where I was not a little baby, I was either in primary three, which is third, third grade, they will call it a, or fourth grade. My big brother was three years older than me, and he was, me and him, were told to go to the outside, it's getting dark about 8 p.m. in the night or 7 to 8 p.m. in the night. So the outside is dark, but inside there was room. But in those days, we only have uh, what we call gas kerosene lamp to use outside. So they say, take the kerosene lamp, go to the side of the house and get all the sheep into their cage before we sleep. So me and my big brother went outside and went to the side, one side of the house, and it was I was holding the kerosene lamp, just small lamp like this with kerosene, and you raise it up to be brighter. And my brother was picking all those hens, putting them in the cage, and taking their chicken. Then, while I was at the, because I was at, at the corner, I looked and I saw that on this other side of the house, I was on this side, and then on looking, I could see a big light. You know, when the light is coming, when people, when the light is coming, you can see that it's, the light is coming from this side and it's brighter. It looks like a fluorescent lamp, a fluorescent lamp, or what we call gas lamp in those generations. People go to party with gas lamp. That's gas lamp, they pump it, they pump it with more kerosene, and then it becomes brighter when they carry it, it's as big as it, like a lantern. And they always carry that for, for when they are going for night parties. And many people, in fact, most of those parties do this. Those days, parties were, they only use those, how many type of lantern people are able to bring, or gas light, they call it, and you use it for the out, for the party, 
that is outside, not inside the house. So when I saw that light, that is, you can see a light that is spreading, spreading from the side of the house. So I went from the side of this house to go look at these people that are party goers. So when I took that lamp out of the place, my brother was angry that I took the, the kerosene lamp. He said, come back here. But when he also looked back and he saw the, the light that is coming out from that side also spreading this way, spreading this way, he could see that like, he also followed me to see who are these party goers. We thought they were people that are walking by the side of our house. They must be going to a party, but they had a big gas lamp. It's what I thought they had. But as I got to this other corner, what I saw was not people. What I saw that was shining a light was about the top of the house. It was a ball of light. As big as, uh, well, as a big bowl, like a chicken. It's as big as that, just like this. Or as big as a kite. Or as big as, it was not more running fast. It was just moving at the speed of a walking person. Coming slowly like that. And I stood there with my looking at it in the around the top of the house because there's another house over there is like flying on top of that house and it was coming towards me not fast almost like just slowly coming towards me and I was straining at it I couldn't figure out what kind of a thing is this and my big brother who came behind me and saw the thing and saw that because I said he was three years older than me he panicked and said Every day, and he ran back into the house. When he ran back into the house with a scream, and I was still staring at that lamp, that lamp that is flying in the air, that looked like a bird. And I said, it was not just flying like this, it was actually coming slowly, slowly, slowly towards me because I saw it and I was standing there. It looked like he just coming closest on me, but about 10, about 10 to 20 feet away from me, it's when my brother panicked and ran back and screamed. When when I when he, when my brother ran back like that, whatever is in that light saw that and he changed direction. That was what made me afraid too. That he changed direction instead of coming down slowly, he just changed direction and went this way, fast, almost like two hundred seventy degrees. When I saw that this thing changed direction, something is inside it. I ran after my brother also, and I ran this side. We said we saw something. We we're telling our mom we saw something. And uh, my mom was angry that you guys are just looking for an excuse not to pick up the chicken. And my mom went to the backyard and looked around, there was, the light was gone. But then my mom heard the people in the other house that were staying in front of the, in the backyard of their house. They were just having an evening time in the backyard. They saw the light and they were talking about it. And my mom overheard them. And then she came and said, oh, you guys are right. The neighbors are saying the same thing that they saw the same light. But when I became a engineer, I said, what kind of a light is that? There was no known board, physical board, in the jungle that has that kind of light. As bright as a fluorescent lamp. We don't know any kind of board. But they were talking about it in that town over that night that they saw it, not only we saw it, it flew up out many places. And some people said maybe they are falling stars. That's what they call them, falling stars. But they, when we call them falling stars, which means they are spirits. That's what people call them, falling stars. But they are not the stars that the, the science told us that stars are like, um, like the sun is a star, that are shining light way at least and that they are like bigger than the earth. Well, that is not even star fragment either. Because if it's a star fragment that's coming down, it's just coming down, crash on the ground. Not, so. not that you see people, they are run back this way. 
So it's a, there's a spirit inside it or an intelligence inside that lamp, lamp. And that is the type of lamp that you can say, example, that when, when Apostle Paul said, let's look at the story of Apostle Paul. Because Apostle Paul said he saw a light brighter than the brightness of the sun. Is that not what Apostle Paul said? And who was in that light? The Lord Jesus Christ. So why am I telling this story? Because I'm trying to make you to see that the light, the chariots, the angels that are going to come and scoop, scoop us up into, this, into space in the rapture, it will be just like how the Lord Jesus Christ manifested to Apostle John, Apostle Paul, in Acts of the Apostle that he was describing how he fell down and the Lord said, Saul, Saul, why persecuted me? He heard the voice of the Lord from that light. And if the light is visible like that, and the light can change direction also, it's coming like this, and he saw people who receive, receive him, he changed direction this way, and you saw it That was how I saw that light change direction. And he changed direction rapidly and fled this other way that make me to panic. That this thing is not just something coming down, like uh, crashing on the floor, it's just coming down uh, friendly. I was afraid that this, this is not friendly, and I ran away. So, but that is what I'm trying to say. It is intelligence in that alarm that I saw. Intelligence. And now in the in a generation of 1990s up to now, 20, why you, you, we are 2020, people have reported seeing un, unidentified flying objects. We call it UFOs. Well, some preachers have said those UFOs could be satanic spirits. Some people thought maybe some Russians are making some, some special equipment, special vehicles. But this one I saw, I don't think it's a Russian vehicle. It has to be a spirit inside that light which people call falling stars. I mean, when they call falling stars in our, in our town, they mean they were angels that fell. That's what they meant by falling stars. Angels that fell, and they are still having their light because their light will be put off if they are actually falling stars. Angels, angels can shine the light like that, but when they are falling angels, their lamp shall be put out, is what the Bible says. But now, that is for exactly what the type of thing Apostle Paul said he saw when he said, Verse chapter 22, and he said, I fell and it came to pass as I made my journey and was come nigh to Damascus about noon. Suddenly there shone from every great light around about me, and I fell onto the ground and heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecuted me? Now, you see, that was when Jesus got manifested to Saul. He saw a great light. When he was describing it to, to King Agrippa, he said it's brighter than the, the, noon, the noonday sun. Brighter than the noonday sun. You see that in chapter 26 of Acts of the Apostles. He said, Whereupon at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me, and then we journeyed with me. And when we were all falling to the earth, now he said, A light from this, from heaven, does not mean that it was right way in the sky, it come closer to above, that's what he called heaven. In the sky, you can see in, above their head, you could call it, come closer to them. So people assume that it's why in the heaven means that it's like a sun, though another, another bright star come from this, come closer, come from the, on the side of this. You know, he says it's come up around them, shining about them, means that it's not about them where they are. It was brighter than the sun that make them fall down. It's like, that's what I call a ball of light. I call that a ball of light because if it can move by himself, it's not the sun that is standing still. It's moving by itself. It's intelligence inside it. And that is what the logic is using right now. It can appear before us if he wants to. And he is going, going to build us up to, the, to that same type of anointing where when we're going to go to Jupiter, 
in the final end, you just appear there. Like a bottle of life, we are gone. And it can just appear and disappear. That is the rapture. But who and who are preparing for this? Are you, are you in the line of anointing that the Lord can prepare you for this? That's my challenge to you. Because I'm going to wrap this one up right now. This sermon that we have been talking about is more like just talking about things that make you to be interested in what we are talking about because the Lord is coming soon. But let me read some of these stories to you. Not the stories, some of the chapters in this book but, um, that, that are here is Apostle Paul because many people don't believe what we are talking about. Let's read what Apostle Paul said in the First Thessalonians chapter 5. And chapter 4 is where he first mentioned it that when this teacher, when we shall be when we shall be ready, God wants us to be ready. You are going to make yourself ready by walking with the Lord, yielding to the Holy Ghost, and then the Lord is going to build us up till we are ready. Those who are ready is not just because they are believers. You remember the parable of the virgins. The Bible called them virgins, mean they were believers. If you use that interpretation, they were virgins, means they were believers. But some add oil and extra oil. The others only have their lamps. They don't have extra oil. But while the bridegroom tarry, which is what is going on right now, is tarry. All of them slumbered and slept. Like all of us are all sleeping, not getting anything done. We are not getting any anointing that we needed. But if you have been building up yourself, it's registered into you. That's the extra anointing. Now there was a cry. The bridegroom is here. And then people begin to gear up. But those who have no oil extra, they couldn't rekindle themselves. And that is why he's warning us, be ready all the time. Have extra oil. Fast up. Pray it up. Sing praise to the Lord and so that your anointing is built up. Because as you do fasting, praying and singing praise, your anointing is building up. Speaking in tongues, your anointing is building up. You are charging your spiritual battery. And when the cry comes, you'll be able to disappear. You'll be able to go. But if you are not ready, there will be those that will have to face the, the antichrist mark of the beast. Here is what First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4 first said. In verse, from verse uh, 13. See, but I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. You wonder why the shout? Remember I talk about panic response? The anointing us we respond to a panic response. Deep, call it unto deep. That's another reason for the shout. And the shout also is to resurrect the dead. Remember when the logical came to the grave of Lazarus? The Bible says he shouted. Do you understand that? Do you realize, realize that? He said, he, after he prayed, I said, Father, I thank you because you have heard me. I know you hear me always. But because of these people that I know, I said it so that they may know that thou hast sent me. And what the Bible says, Jesus Christ did, then he almost shouted as if uh, calling somebody from a distance. Also, that's what shouting means. Why would I call somebody that is one mile away and just whisper? You can't whisper. And the Bible says, He said, Lazarus! Comfort. He was calling from a distance. Also, and that is the shout, and that shout called Lazarus back. 
But that is only another thing that he was saying. He said, The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. I see that trump is also part of it because trumpet is to sound an alarm. And those are the things spiritually that is going to quicken the spirit that are already affected, prepared for this. And the deep course of the deep. And they will just leave the spirit in you like a panic response, like it was on a something like I was describing. So in the act, and almost like a lamp, lamp just appear and disappear. That's how we are going to go away from here by the panic response, the trumpet of God, or the shout of the Lord Jesus Christ. So then we say that the dead in Christ shall rise first. The trump or the shout, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Only those that have, if you are alive by that time, only those that have the anointing already resident in them, the anointing I'm describing, will be able to appear and disappear. Those are the people that their spirit will respond to that shout of the Lord, to that trump of God. That is what I'm trying to say. And I'm also trying to describe that where even if the angels are going to come and swoop us up, the angels appear like a ball of light and then they suddenly appear in a big chariot and scoop, off, scoop Elijah into the chariot and they were gone. That is also a possibility. God has many ways he can take it, anybody, any his own people. Either he has built it in us so that we'll be like angels before we leave, appear and disappear. Many people are already experiencing some of those things because there have been some promises that very close to the rapture, there will be experiences of transportation, spiritual transportation like that of Philip. People will be experiencing it because, because God has already built it in us. Some will not experience it because they were not built up to that. But if they are going, then they just have to come and take them away also. But there will be several people among the believers that the Lord is building us up so that we will be able to experience even just to be transported to a place to go and preach. To be transferred to the minister somebody. People are giving these testimonies already right now. And uh, we have some experiences, ex experiences like that we can narrate. We don't want to talk about ourselves. We want to talk about other people. So that is already going on. So we are just saying, saying that, get ready. The Lord is coming. So in chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians said, don't be shaken. When will this thing take place? Let's read verse 1 and 2. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. So when it is going to take place, we are already preparing for this. Be prepared, brother. Be prepared, sister. Get ready. The Lord is coming soon. And the rapture is imminent. It's very close. But when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travel upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. They bet ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. But let us wash and be sober. For they that sleep, they sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. And for an element, the hope of salvation. Very important that we must be with humility also and keep looking up because the Lord is coming soon. Let's read again what Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 about this experience we are talking about because it included the dead in Christ shall rise first. So that's why I'm going to read that part also because the dead in Christ will rise first. That is the those that are going to go in the good rapture. And here is what he said. He said, Behold, I show you a mystery. 
chapter first Corinthians chapter 15 verse 51 after Paul was describing resurrection and all that pertain to resurrection he said behold I show you a mystery we shall not all sleep that is we shall not all believers that are alive not all of us will be there physically we shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed just like the dead are coming out with a new body their soul and spirit is coming into a new body that God is creating maybe from their bones if there's if it's not from their bones if it's not from their bones it won't be called resurrection but they are resurrected means the bones that are in the grace will suddenly pop up and flesh come for them and the spirit come back into them that is when it's called resurrection so he said we shall not all sleep not all people will be dead like that before that time comes he said, but we shall all be changed those that are changed are what we call the rapture we are the rapture and the saints that are alive uh, cut up like that they are, we are going to change from this physical particle that the gravity can pull down to light waves that the gravity cannot pull down and that is what i say from particle to weightless material that will just disappear and that holy ghost is doing exactly building it in us in a moment verse 52 in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed that's what i'm trying to point out i said this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality then shall come to pass the sayings death is swallowed up in victory oh death where is thy sting oh grave where is thy victory See? that is how the lord wanted to end it all that is he's going to abolish he has already abolished death in the in the spirit for us and when the rapture takes place those who are raptured will never die anymore that is the preaching that we have been talking about we've been preaching about christ as abolished death those who are raptured will never die anymore because we are going to go from physical body to immortal body and the lord has been building this up in believers that's why he gave every believer the holy spirit if you are listening to me you don't have the baptism of the holy ghost pray for it and let is the minister to you and the lord will bless your heart and i pray that the lord will bless those people that are listening to all this sermon series why is the purpose of this to make you aspire to the goal of overcomers aspire to build like one of them aspire to want to fast and pray the lord pass me not by let me not miss this line of anointing anointing that will make me to my spirit to be ready to activate when the sound comes because deep call it unto deep when the, the lord shouted from the sky only those that are already ready that have the anointing upon their spirit will respond and disappear and i'm praying that the lord will make, make you to be one of them but prepare and get ready because he is coming soon not only that quicken your peace and god bless you praise the lord well we will continue this message in the next broadcast the bible said precept shall be upon precept line upon line a little there a little there and I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today. The Bible said, Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. In, in other words, we can say, Faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God. It's not just a one time shot. You must keep hearing the Word so that your faith can be built up. We shall continue this message in the next broadcast. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you.